like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Grace of God in a Body. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. To turn with me in your Bible to 2 Corinthians, the 9th chapter and the 15th verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15, you'll find these consecrated words. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. That men would be grateful that God sent his son. To be the savior of the world. Oh that men would just praise God. You know it's, it's a little bit different when men praise God. You know men sometimes can be stubborn and macho. But when you think about the goodness of Jesus. And when you think about all that the Lord not only has done but is doing. It ought to cause you to at least tell the Lord thank you. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. What does that word unspeakable mean? It means that I don't have words to put it clearly in focus when I think about all that God has done for me. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. There was another time Paul said that such a man as he was was caught up into the third heaven. And he heard some things that were unspeakable. In other words, it was impossible for him to utter, to articulate what he had actually experienced in the third heaven. Well, we're in the first heaven. And I find the same thing when I look back and see where the Lord brought me from. It's a long way from a shotgun house in Stoner Hill. You look back today and you, you see where the Lord has brought you from. Every bologna sandwich you ever ate. Uh, it was nobody but the Lord. If you stood here all day and all night and all year, you still could not tell it all. Because God has been good to everyone under the sound of of my voice. Thanks be unto God. Thanks 
be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And when we talk about thanksgiving, we're talking about the giving of thanks. And, and, and if you realize that thoughts proceed out of the heart of man, well, those good thoughts, evil thoughts, bad thoughts, whatever thoughts they may be, it comes forth out of the heart of man. So having that spoken consideration right there, when we talk about Thanksgiving, you got to come out of, your, out of your heart, not so much out of your head. You got to come out of your heart and give your creator the praises due his name. You know, I don't want to be that kind of person going through life and always got another complaint. You know, this ain't good and that ain't good and this and, you know, you want to be a grateful spirit. And that's what I can say about Pastor Ernest C. James. He, he was a grateful spirit. He was a, a precious man. And you don't find too many, too many precious men unless they switch it. He wasn't a switcher. But he was a good man, had a good heart in him, cared about people. Did a lot for people through KSYB. Even paying light bills and everything. He was a good man. He's going to be missed. But you ever, have you ever thought about why is it that the good folk look like they're leaving, but these scound boogers look like they got a permanent place? You know, I thought about how a lot of our holidays are bastardized. For instance, you, you take Christmas, so-called, and it's all shattered over with a man in a red and white suit and some reindeers that keep running out of gas. And you think about Christmas and you think about Burning a lot of money to buy people gifts. Isn't it amazing? It's supposed to be Christ's birthday, but we gift ourselves. And I thought about Thanksgiving. And, and when you think about Thanksgiving, again, it's overshadowed with a big bird that escaped from Sesame Street. It seemed like all the national holidays are geared toward material things. But we never get to the bottom line. But by the grace of God today, let's just deal with the bottom line and what we ought to really be grateful to the Lord for so that we can put this thing back in focus. Now, now when I was thinking about this and I cogitated on it, the Bible, see, that's why you have to be balanced in your Bible teaching and your understanding. Because the word says in another place that God has given us richly all things to enjoy. Am I right about it? Am I somewhere in the Bible? So the Lord wants you to enjoy that cornbread dressing. That cranberry sauce. That giblet gravy. Them hot buttered rolls. I'm trying to talk, brother. So when we look around, it's okay to have nice clothes and a house and a car and everything that 
that, that, that makes up what we call life. God does not have a problem with that. The problem with the rich young ruler is that he put all of his stuff before the Lord. See, because in another place God says, I give you the power to get the wealth. So God is not against money. He's not against living good. He's not against riding high and smelling good. Because every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. God remains consistently the same. Aren't you glad he ain't like some of your fake friends? So let us focus on being thankful to the Lord here today for his unspeakable gift. What is that? The gift of his son. We talk about, hey, I love you, love you more, but you wouldn't kill your child for me. No, you wouldn't. And I wouldn't. But see, God ain't that kind of God. Because before man was ever made, before God ever created us, he had already made provisions for us. So when we talk about thanksgiving, let's just thank the Lord for his unspeakable gift that showed up in the presence of his son Jesus Christ. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. That's better than any turkey. It's better than any ham. Because to meet Jesus in this world, a man will never remain the same. Now you go back and you think about the day you met the Lord. Look and see where you were. And look where you are now. What a powerful gift. <laughs> what a powerful gift. And it's free. Because man does not have the wherewithal to buy anything from God. So as we talk today about thanking God for this unspeakable gift. And I would to God that men would give God the praise and the glory due his name. Let's focus on Jesus. The grace of God in a body. That's who Jesus is. He's God's grace in a body. John's gospel chapter 1. Let's get this party started. Go to the first chapter of John's gospel. As we look at the grace of God in a body. God had us on our mind before we ever had him on ours. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You ought to be glad that God didn't forget you. Because <laughs> the Bible says in another place that the righteous is in everlasting remembrance. He didn't forget Daniel. And Daniel ought to really be glad because he had some folk in there that was hungry. Noah, he remembered him too. It was time to get off that boat. That's a word for somebody that's been on the boat. I'm just trying to help. John's Gospel, are you here? Chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now this is who Jesus is. He is God in a body. He's mercy in a body. He's grace in a body. Everything that God is, Jesus is. Hallelujah. So when we think about in the beginning, not at the beginning, because there has never been no at beginning with God. It's always been in the beginning. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And oh yeah, by the way, we got a copy of it. Because this Bible is the only book that God himself authored over a period of over 1,500 years. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Not a God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. The pine trees, the oak trees, the, the okra, the mustard green. And he even made the turkey that some of us are raring to get over there and eat. The creator made that bird. We're glad you came to get the word before you tore into the bird. God wants us to be grateful for everything that he has ever done for us. Some of us would be in jail right now watching this on some technological advanced broadcast. But God kept you out of jail. It wasn't because you weren't guilty. He just shared a little grace and mercy. So this Jesus should be the center focal point of our lives. And out of that comes the car and the pay raise and the turkey and the house and, 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 and success. As we praise him and worship him and, and give him glory, then we will make our own lives to be successful. Success is not a Mercedes Benz or a Bentley. You know what success is? Success is how much of you Jesus is in control of. So when we understand that this same word that was in the beginning is the same word that is a now word. So God is talking to us now out of the same word that was in the beginning. Because God is consistently the same. Key in on verse 10, same chapter. John's Gospel chapter 1. Verse 10 says, let me get back to it right quick. Verse 10 says, talking about Jesus, he was in the world. And the world was made by him. Now how can any black Hebrew Israelite go around here being that thrown off? It didn't say in the beginning was Muhammad. Buddha. And the reason I keep bringing that up is for the defense of the gospel. And we have to understand that the gospel is a gift from God. The gospel is a gift. And those of us that have been born again by this same gospel should never shy away or bag down or be ashamed of it. Yeah. 
He was in the world, and the world was made by him. My goodness. That man came down here, and he had made everything that is made. Even the nails that was put in his hands. Think about it. Verse 10, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the children of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. Jesus was born of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Here it is, full of grace and truth. Now this man that made everything that is made became a little bitty baby. Now that, that, that right there is enough, is enough to blow your mind. He came unto his own or his own things or he came to the Jewish nation. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But watch the mercy and grace of God. This is where we came in. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become. See, I'm not all <laughs> that I need to be. But I can thank God here today that I ain't all I used to be either. Because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. He's a species that never existed before. So I can thank God for this unspeakable gift. And as long as I've been teaching, I still have not been able to tell it all. Y'all been here, you know I tried. Nobody can tell it all. Because just God's goodness toward you. And giving us things we didn't deserve. And withholding things that he should have put on us. But God is a merciful savior. So the word was made flesh. And when you think about the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples the other day. Who do men say that I am? You've been going to town to the fish market, Peter. What have you all heard? What are they saying about me? Well, I tell you what they say in this report. He's a good man. That's the extent of some people's conversation about Jesus. He's a good man. Or uh, he was a pretty good prophet. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. May I? Is he God in the flesh? Because, see, this is when everybody start backing up, scratching their head. Well, well, nothing. Jesus is God in a body. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's still in that same body. It's been transfigured, but he's in a body, and he's seated at God's right hand. And I got some good news for you. If you were born again, you seated in heavenly places, in Christ, at God's right hand, right now, and sealed until the day of redemption. Can't no man do that. Nobody but God can do that. So don't get thrown off just thanking God for some collard greens. 
God has fixed you in this world for the world to come. I need to say that again. God has fixed you in this world for the world to come. Money can't buy that. That's a gift from God. That's his unspeakable gift. The same John's gospel chapter 1. Look at verse 17. In verse 17. The Bible says. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And the truth of the matter is every man that's born in this world is born a sinner. That's the truth. And the truth of the matter is that there's not but one man that can save you. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he's not a white guy. He's a right guy. So the law was given by Moses. And man couldn't keep it. Couldn't keep it. And God knew that he couldn't keep it. That's why he sent his son. That's why he sent his son. It's not difficult for me to get emotional when I think about his love for me. Now I'm not going to say, you know, forget you. I wouldn't do that. That's not church fine. But there ought to be some gratitude in your heart for the sacrifice. That Jesus made. And then not only did he make the sacrifice. His daddy killed him. Jesus was smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded. For our transgression. He was bruised. For our iniquity. You have to watch that bruise now. Because some of y'all got a little color on you. Don't think you're better because you got a little color. God just didn't finish. The ones that's deep in color, he finished us. <laughs> some been, some uh, uh, have been real finished. <laughs> but it's okay. Whatever your shade is, God did it. That's why don't, you should never apologize. Because God don't make no joke. Now this is where I'm headed with that. Some of y'all that are more light complexion. Like paper bag color. Somebody can walk up to you and pinch you. And you can look at your arm and say what? Well, Ouch. You pinch me. And you can see the bruise. But see when it talks about Jesus being bruised. It didn't happen on the surface. It happened on the inside. Then it came out. In the deepest most recesses. Of Jesus Christ's being. He was bruised. He was bruised. God had no second thoughts. About killing him. Because of his love for us. And the law that was given by Moses. God knew that man couldn't keep it. That's why Moses put a veil over his face. Because he did not want Israel to see that that administration of the law was fading. That's why God hid Moses in the cliff of the rock and passed by him. And the Bible says when God was going away from Moses, God allowed Moses to see his hinder part. 
Because Moses' request was, God, show me your glory. And see, where we are today, you must understand, believers, that the glory of God is in the face of Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus told his disciples, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we have to understand that however God orchestrated our steps, however many years it has been, God was the one that led us into that place to hear about Jesus. And you ought to really be grateful because some folk I went to high school with and went to elementary school with, some of them died so young, I don't think they ever met the Lord. But look at you. You got a future, you got a purpose, you got a God, and you got eternal life. I don't care if you got 26 quillion billions of dollars in the bank. You cannot buy eternal life. What a gift. But you know what's so sad about this generation? It's a gift and some folk won't receive it. How dumb can you be and still breathing? It's a gift. Today's message, The Grace of God in a Body. FC2995, FC2995 is available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Look at the trouble all over the world. I'm 
tell that every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.